Resumes are dead. Making a resume is boring. If you're going to make a resume, make one page, maximum two pages, and make sure you put all your skills in there, like just vomit them in there. And you got to make sure you have an objective statement. If you have a gap in your career, you got to hide it from your resume. Spelling mistakes. If you make a spelling uh, mistake, you're out. There are so many beliefs and so many myths when it comes to resume building. These are just a few of them. So in this video, I'm going to bust a few myths based on my experience, having recruited, worked, headhunted, and um, hired a ton of people on three continents and five countries, and I'm going to give you the details. So to listen more, make sure you stick around on my YouTube channel or on my podcast, because this particular piece of content is for the two of them. Hey, how are you doing? My name is Sonal Behel, a career strategist and founder of Supercharge. And I have had an international career, like I said, of almost 19 years. And I have seen about 250,000 minimum resumes in my career, having recruited over 5,000 people. So when it comes to certain myths, I definitely have an opinion. I'm going to start off by saying that when someone says this is a myth, this is dead, don't do this, please, please, please apply your own discretion, your own point of view, because keep in mind that person is coming from their lens and their perspective, right? So entrepreneurs are going around saying resumes are dead. Now, the reason I think that's bad advice is because entrepreneurs are not the only ones who are hiring today. Yes, entrepreneurship is growing right after COVID. And when there is a startup, what is one of the first things they need? They need salespeople. They need um, customer service people, right? Customer enablement. Now, they can get a lot of that information from your LinkedIn profile. However, not every company of every size thinks your LinkedIn profile is enough. They still ask you for your resume. By the way, I'm self-employed. One of my services is speaking. I speak in front of, you know, company, uh, like at events. I still get asked for my resume and I'm like, you got everything on my LinkedIn profile and my website. Is that not enough? Apparently it is not enough. Uh, because it depends on the way of thinking. You can say it's old school, but the point is resumes are not dead. As long as people are asking you for your resume, it's not dead. And I also get told a lot, but this is very uh, convenient, right? So you help people with their resumes. So obviously you're going to say resumes are not dead. There's a conflict of interest. I completely disagree. It doesn't matter what I think. If people are still asking you for your resume, resumes are not dead. All right. The second myth that I hear a lot is that size matters. I used to be one of those people, by the way, full confession here, because we're all learning. And I used to think if you have about five years experience, stick to like one page. And if you have 10 to 15 years, two pages, I still think that. However, Quality matters even more than quantity. If you've been like two pages and in two pages, you're like blasting every little thing you've done, which has no relevance maybe to the position that you're applying to, then I would say stick to one page, right? So quality matters. You can go up to three. I would say four is very rare. Four is like a CEO that I've worked with and, and she had 35 years experience. So that's really rare. But I would say two to three, if you're particularly north of 15, 20 years, 
Uh, work experience is absolutely fine, but remember what you put in there matters a lot. Another one, which I think is a relic from the past, and I've never done it, I never understood the reason, is an objective statement. Um, whether someone tells you to put it or not, this one particularly, I will tell you, absolute terms is not a good idea. Why? It makes the resume particularly about you, like what you want. Uh, it's not just about that, right? The audience of your resume is not you. The audience is the company you're applying to. If you have an objective statement, I think it's very simple. You want to get a job in that company. That's your objective statement. So it's like you are reiterating the obvious, which I think helps no one. <laughs> Take that objective statement out of your resume. And another one I get is vomit. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for the visual that it's creating like put every scale of yours that you've ever acquired and just blast it in there um again quality quantity matters right so you want to put in what is relevant to the position you're applying to and most of the time you don't have to do massive amounts of tweaking by the way this is another myth out there every single position you gotta tweak your resume i don't necessarily agree not just in my experience as an hr director but also as a job seeker hello I've looked for jobs multiple times in various countries. And I always had a base, like this would be my base resume for general HR roles. And this would be my resume if I was interested in more specialist roles, right? As long as I can tweak those and play with those, they will connect with the recruiter or the hiring manager. So you don't want to put everything in every version of your resume. Hiding your work gaps, I think, comes from a place of being ashamed. And when you want to hide something like your age, I'm not saying put your date of birth in there because it's completely irrelevant to the position. But if you've had a gap in your career, I don't think you necessarily have to go out of your way and hide it because it's not going to add up. You see, for the person who's going to, you know, who's interested in meeting you and they're like, okay, what was this person doing between, nine, you know, 2019 and, and 2021? There's nothing here, right? Or even uh, 2004 to 2007. Whatever your reason was, it doesn't matter. Just add it in there. And I have a video in which I help you to draft like actual explanation of what you were up to during that period of time. So you don't necessarily feel bad about it. In fact, it brings out like confidence because you've put all your cards on the table. The spelling mistake one is a tricky one. Now, the thing is, there is no absolute here. Every single person is different. As a hiring manager, I am a little bit more forgiving when I have seen a spelling mistake because I think we're all human, right? Having said that, now the thing is, we have software out there, Microsoft Word, Grammarly, so many free software that can check for spellings. If you're applying to roles where detail, like attention to detail is paramount, they may be a bit more like unforgiving and, and much more discerning. So you want to make sure you run your resume past all the software, preferably even show it to another person so that you don't have those type of unpleasant surprises and don't take off those people who are looking, like looking for reasons to reject you. Unfortunately, they exist. And the last one I've heard a lot, and I used to be one of those people, is that resumes are boring. Actually, when you really get into it and you get your hands dirty, resumes can be fun. They embark on this journey of self-discovery and you don't realize how awesome your skill sets are and how lucky the company would be to hire someone like you. And 
it's a sustainable thing. I think if you learn how to make a good resume for yourself, it's a life skill like cooking, swimming, cycling. <laughs> it helps to know these things. When you're put in a situation where you don't know anyone and you can't ask for help, you should know these things yourself, right? So these are my takes on myths versus facts about good resume making practices. Because remember, at the end of the day, what we want is not make a resume because we feel good. Uh, as Well, that is a great thing to do, but that's not the reason, right? There's no warm and fuzzy reasons for making a fantastic resume. Those are secondary. Your primary reason is to talk to a company in the most universal language, and that is in the format of a resume. If this is something that interests you, I highly recommend two things. Number one, I will be live on a masterclass on the 1st of December. So if you're watching this before that, make sure you sign up. It's free. And I'm going to be sharing even more myths, which I've not talked about today and my take on it. So you get a more sort of balanced perspective. And I also share my tips and tricks to make sure your resume is spectacular and that you're getting called for interview after interview. The second thing is make sure you subscribe. If you can see the shape somewhere here, um, make sure you um, watch the playlist I have on how to supercharge your resume so that you get even more in-depth information. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep believing, keep supercharging. You got this.